Hello and welcome to this episode of the Ranting Atheist Podcast. Today we'll be listening to a fellow Nigerian atheist uh, sharing his deconversion story from Christianity. And this person is also a graduate from Covenant University, so you know there's a kinship and a mad respect, like and like how he was able to deconstruct and deconvert from Christianity while in school. Like, and this is not just Christianity, this is toxic, a toxic level of Christianity that runs in that fucking school. It is fucking amazing how he was able to do it. And whew, I don't think I would have been able to survive mentally if my deconversion happened in that school, seeing all the the nonsense where even normal Christians have an issue with the way they run things in that school, let alone becoming an atheist and seeing the, 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 the rubbish that they do there. It's, it's, it's just amazing how he was able to do it and I hope you enjoy his story. So if you haven't subscribed, please consider subscribing on Apple, Spotify, Google and other places podcasts available then please rate and review this podcast on whatever platform you are using and please share share with your friends offline online if it's safe for you to do so you can share with any atheist friend you know online or offline so now let's go and listen to the deconversion story of john So bro, yeah, welcome to the Ranting Atheist Podcast. Thank you. How are you doing now? I'm good, I'm good. <laughs> it's good to have you here. Thank you for agreeing to share your story with us. It is not um it's not easy to share this process, but it's, it's a story that everybody needs to hear. Anybody that needs to hear it and relate to your story. Yeah, true. Because at times people will say, ah, my story is not interesting. But I'm like, um, hold it. Everybody's story is different. We did not go through the same process. And you never can tell who is going through exactly what you are going through. Yeah. And they understand that, ah, okay, oh, I know the crazy. Ah. That's the whole idea. So thanks for, for coming. Yeah, you're welcome. So can we can we get to know you a little bit? And the listener would like to know who they are, who, who is on the other end of this uh, conversation. Like um oh, hi, your my name. My name is John. You know, you, you may not use your real name, oh, yeah. Remember? My name is John. Mm-hmm. <laughs> your your location. Your age, if you are counting with that, are you Gen Z? Are you millennial? Like do for a living, if you want to share that. Yeah, well, I didn't get that. I said I am in Nigeria and I am a Gen Z. Oh, nice, 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 nice. That's cool. That's good. It's good to hear that. Gen Z, Gen Z, they give me hope. <laughs> Gen Z, they give me hope. We millennials, eh? Now, inshallah, vibes with you. We have drunk the Kool Aid and we are, we are fucking high. Yeah. High in the spirit of delusion. <laughs> when it comes to this uh, religious um, spectrum and whatever, like what do you currently identify as? Are you agnostic? Are you atheist? Are you irreligious? Or do you, do you, you just don't do labels or another? Oh, I'm, I'm atheist. You're an atheist. Okay. So if I'm to ask you now, what is atheism to you? Describe the word atheism. Uh, you know, just don't believe in any God. Just... just just living your life. Just chilling. 
There's no daddy in the sky making things no fall in pleasant places for you. Yeah, there's no master. I'm not asking for who the master is. I, I know I'm free. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can hear you. Okay. All right. So, um, as an atheist now, yeah, you say you're an atheist. Um, what's, yeah, yeah. what's your definition of the word atheism to you? It's really just lack of belief in any God. Like, I don't believe there's any supernatural. Like, I don't basically, I don't believe any of the mythologies that currently exist for any God. Yes, actually, that's the best explanation for it. All right, all right, nice one. So, what was that, what's happened now? We are going to segue into you know, your religious background. What was it like? Your um, your upbringing. Give us as much detail as you can remember. Well, well, um, I come from a Christian background. Um, parents are very religious, and um, I was kid I've been going to church as long as I could. I can remember, like <laughs> I never missed church for the first twenty years of my life. The first time wow. I ever missed church was when I was in university. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so, that was like the first time in my life I had ever missed church. Um, so my, but like the church denomination wasn't like Anglican or Catholic. It was more slightly Protestant. And it was very okay. communal. And um, yeah, they were like, like they literally like would just go with exactly what they write in the Bible. So that was, that was how it was. Like literal, the yeah, literal interpretation. No, no, I would say literal interpretations, right? But they, they don't try to, so they won't do the, uh, what's the word, cherry picking that other Christians will do. So, like, okay. they are in its entirety and they don't try to defend it. It does not to dig it as that's how they are. Think that's literal, Nabi. I would call it a literal definition. So, uh, okay, for instance, if you try to tell the typical Christian that, oh, you know, women can be silent in the church and like okay. how misogynistic the Bible is, they'll try to do cherry pick and do some lumbar jacks and some and mm, try okay. to justify it. But these guys will be like, oh, yeah, the Bible is homophobic, but that's what you say. You get onto them, they're just yeah. practicing what you say. Like, women are supposed to be silent in the church, and women are going to be silent in the church. Like, that's okay, how okay, okay. They didn't try to cherry pick or say, oh, we take these good ones and let's do bad ones. It is all the mm. Okay, okay, okay. I understand now. Now you were always going to church from when you were young. Yes, yeah. you you believed um there's a God, you know, and so oh, yeah, on. I was I was a pretty devoted Christian, like uh -huh. so how how deep let us help us understand how deep you were. I mean, I've, been, I've, been, I've been baptized in an Anglican church, I've been baptized in my parents' church, so <laughs> like <laughs> to baptism plus you know, the time I, I went to the speaking in tongues phase, like you get so I was yeah. pretty like I was pretty much devoted and to be honest, it was actually from my devotion to religion that I then became irreligious. It's a very ironic story, but like that's how it is. Mm. No, well then like how deep you are know. Um for me I was kind of lukewarm. I don't always deny that, like, you know, because of CU especially, I purposely mm -hmm. determined in my heart to be a lukewarm Christian because, you know, what I noticed that, what they call it, a lot of those Pericoco guys, they yeah. used to snitch on people in school and then they oh. report. 
Okay, so I wasn't, I wasn't like the kind of person to snitch, uh, but I was pretty like devoted. So I was actually, you know, looking to get better in the faith, looking to get yeah. God better, you know, becoming a better Christian. So yeah, like, you know, my personal journey, that kind of stuff. You are a service unit, all those things, Abby. Oh yeah, I was, I was, I was Which a one? service unit. So. <laughs> I don't want to say it. <laughs> uh, uh, is it uh, okay? Okay, 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 okay. Understand why? Understand why? Okay, yeah, understand why? I, I don't want to. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say it. So, mm-hmm. so this um the upbringing, some of the funny doctors now like this whole like tithing. What were where were you on tithing? Were you a serious tither? Oh yeah, so the church, like I said, if you read the Bible, you you see that tithing is shit. And again, this was kind of like what led to my eighties journey. So the, the my parents' church. They don't believe in tithing to get they know that it's a bullshit teaching. So like I said, like they interpret the Bible like as it is and then they follow and it. Well, so, bring your tithe into the, the storehouse, you know, all those things now. How do yeah, you so, know? like if if you look at the I don't want to start going into because it's really been a while I've argued this, but if you do read through the Go Bible, into it. that's what I want. Go into it for us, please. This is now my memory is a bit fuzzy, right? Back then, I could tell you, you know, you know, it's Deuteronomy chapter 14, verse 6. But this is right now, okay. I know it might be in Deuteronomy. I can't remember what chapter. Ah. You know, back then, I'll then take it to the New Testament and show you, like, you know, what it says there. But if, if you read it, it, it's clear that that was decided for the Levites. Like, those were, you know, like people carrying a special function and there were literal reasons for why like i don't like you said i, I i'm not here to talk about like bible or to say with like and shit i don't really care if a christian wants to do that that's really not your problem okay. but from what i can remember back then like it was clear that actually in the way it was practiced where uh, you know you know the church is just taking 10 percent by sort of everyone you know mm-hmm. the city was bullshit and like i said the 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 church was very communal, so like there was no like old lead pastor, junior pastor, anyone contributed. Yeah. Um, it was a very it's a very peculiar like sex, right? It's not typical because mm. like it's like I said it's like like the offerings that were given usually went to like taking care of everyone in the church, like no one was left out. So it was it was communal and like it was it was good. So in in that sense, they they got some things right, but <laughs> I don't. Okay. Yeah, I I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't end up you know fucking with the theology. I am like now nah, and how was their hellfire thought on hellfire? No, hellfire is a very big the key issue. Well, like the 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 belief of the church was once you are saved, you are saved for life. So like wow, what well, that's a cool church. So they were never like this, this thing of, you know, hellfire in your face. Most of the preaching had to do more like encouragement. Like I said, it wasn't typical Christian sex. Like it was very much different. It wasn't the money grabbing scheme. They literally just tried to follow what the Bible says and help each other out. That was just how it was. Mm. Once you are saved, always save because Christianity that I know. Oh, fire, oh, I'll be all that. What's that song? Is it saying, Oh, liars, we good too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on fire. I, I remember then when I used to have some dreams falling down. Ah, yeah. Okay. 
man, they traumatized us, but lucky. So why you a Christian? Can I assume you you also believe Juju? Juju, they work. So I'm to be honest. I I don't even know where I stand exactly, even back then, because in that church, right, also they weren't really believing in in all those diabolical powers. I don't know why. I never really got to the theological part. So even me too, it was like maybe, maybe not. Maybe I'll say I to an extent believed in Juju, but I didn't like like now since like human sacrifice, I didn't believe that blood money was obviously like that okay. sense, right? I could yeah. give like logical explanations for why people might be harvesting organs like black markets and whatnot. So yeah. but yeah, like like I, I maybe I did believe in magic but there was a limit to it, that kind of stuff. Harry <laughs> yeah. Potter was fiction. Yeah, Harry Potter was definitely fiction. <laughs> I always used to wish it was it was real. You at, at least your parents allowed you to watch Harry Potter now, you? Oh yeah, so my parents are actually pretty like liberal. Funny enough, my parents are like liberal. I don't know how to explain it. Devoted to Jesus, like I don't know how to. So like, okay, my parents, my parents both let me like hang out with. You know, I don't want to go into this specific, but my parents are chilled. Like they were, they were really good parents. Like they, they treated us really good. Like you could oh, go out to my, party I, with your permission and all those kind of things. Yeah, yeah. Although my mom sometimes would all you know, like even my dad is mostly like, I mean, if you know, you're not gonna be with them like forever. You're not gonna be policing them their entire life. So yeah, well, yeah, they're mostly cool. Just you know, just let them know where you are. That's, just that's cool. Them. That's cool. That's cool. Hmm. And uh, the MV you shall. <laughs> but we move, we move. Now, with this uh, theology described that they have some, with this, um, once you are saved, you are saved. Can I assume that it did not interfere with um, knowledge of science? You know, like for me, evolution, when I jump evolution, that I don't for some oh, reason. Oh, no, they are, they are theology interfered with science, so they were creationists. Oh, so they okay. believe in the creation theory over so evolution. You, and they what did you think of evolution at that time, or did you, where were you still a believer? I, 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 I'm a pretty smart person. I learned well. I believe in evolution. <laughs> but you believe the creation too? No, so I, I believe that, um, you know, kind of like maybe God guided it. So it was part of like mm-hmm. the divine plan or something. Okay, yeah. okay, so okay. I, okay. I was basically an intellectual backslipper. So I did have like my... I'll if, if I tell you my deconversion story, you see, like I had my my path where I couldn't easily reconcile and how those broke down over time. But yeah, so I, okay. I mean, I could tell that evolution was real. It was in biology textbooks. The evidence made sense. I did my own reading. Went to Scientific America. Um, all this shut up. Um, yeah, basically reading on all of those sites. So I had no argument with evolution. Like okay. I mean, see, I was really I loved science. Like. Yeah, although we speak science a lot, but even back then, but <laughs> for the time I could find a way to reconcile the two. <laughs> I understand, I understand. Now, the before we go, we, we get to that point where the turnaround started. Um, this theology of this particular church we were raised um, up in, we know CU and Wala, but purity culture was there a purity culture, a strong purity oh, culture stance? Like you must not do the do before you marry. 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So like, we to do yeah, like, don't commit adultery, don't commit fornication. Standard, and the, all those shaming court because like there are some Pentecostal churches like the way they shame women is, is fucking insane. They kind of they thrive on that kind of of, of system. So I don't know. Did you see any such thing? The church? Nah, I, I would say I would say they thrive on that type of system. Because like even with the whole purity culture, it wasn't like they were always in our face or like they're staring us. So like I said, like <laughs> it's a peculiar church, really. Like I don't no, know. Like, see, I've spoken to a cult, a cult, a former cult member. So every 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 Christian sect is speculating. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I would say there was some form of shame because I do remember this story about how they were, they spoke about a girl that, you know, she ate yam, like, really like buying yam anyways, but she got pregnant okay. and at first she kept lying that, you know, it was to general yam, then it said the line was to yam until she didn't lie that, you know, like how much yam could you eat basically. So, but that's like just one, like, and I have to really think deep to even remember that story. So it was, it wow. was less about, um, you know, the repercussions are more about, you know, what you are doing in service to God. So that was how it was. So it was less about, oh, you get pregnant or you lose your life. I'm more about, like, God will be happy if you do this. Yeah, so that okay. was how it was. So now, how did you start um, questioning and deconstructing your beliefs? You know, this is something you've been raised with all your life. So when did you, how, you know, you can give us timeline too. Okay, the, the church, like I said, the church that I go to, they, they do like, they try to read the Bible and interpret as clear and, you know, clear and consistent way as possible. So yeah. right from there, we are taught to read the Bible for yourself. And if you have any argument, bring it up and, you know, you discuss. So there was always that culture, like, well, I wouldn't necessarily call it challenging the Bible or debates were allowed. So there was never, this is the way it is and it is forever. There was never, oh, the senior pastor says that this is it and this is it. No, like they'll go by it. Sometimes they'd go and read like two or three extra books that like appreciate or maybe just a particular verse or chapter in the Bible. So there was always that consistent debate on like, what really does this verse say? What really is this communication to us? What are we supposed to get from this, right? So, and like I said, it wasn't like a typical, um, was the word like Anglican or Pentecostal um, church, yes. right? So like some of the practices were already different. And then I came to see you. And in see you, I was first to go to church every single day of my life. And like, I mean, oh. I knew I, I was a Christian, right? But like, I wanted to have my own choice, right? Oh, I wanted to have my choice. Giant. So, so like, I mean, everybody knows that AJ plays, I don't know, like, Colometa. Like, I would say Colometa, right? But he's preaching, like, he's preaching the prosperity gospel. And yeah. if you look at it, the prosperity gospel doesn't really, like, align well with the Bible, right? Yeah. So already from some of the preachings, like, that he gave, like, I could already see, like, you know, this doesn't make sense, right? And like I said, I was always taught right from my Christian upbringing to like um, argue, you know, there's even a verse in the Bible that says rightly dividing the word of truth, like argumentation was allowed, like discourse was always allowed in the church. So, um, let me see, so, so that kept on happening, you know, but I didn't mind, I didn't mind, until one day he came and literally just said, like, like he quoted a verse, 
right? And I don't want to say this because kind of like gives more input to my background, but I'll say it anyway, sure. So he quoted this verse and like, unfortunately for him, it was a verse that like I knew by heart. So the secondary school I went to, we have this Bible passage, right? And you know, you're made to learn the entire chapter of a particular book in the Bible. So there was this verse that he said from that book, and he basically said we should pray. Like, like the way he just turned that shit upside down, it was just like out of this world, right? I don't think like going to like the details because I really don't want to even see the verse and all that. <sighs> so, so because yeah, like I said, it gives too much info into my like more into my background. So, so like that was bullshit. Figures like it was complete bullshit. Like this was that said for years of my life that I knew what it meant. Like this is where it was supposed to be. Like it's something about forgiveness, right? Yeah. And she just turned it completely upside down. Like there was literally. There were no exceptions made in this verse, but yet he somehow came and found a way to put an exception there. So after then, like I started paying more and more attention to like the doctrines within the church. And then I started doing more and more reading into the Bible. So I was now saying like, yo, a lot of shit that these guys are doing here is absolute rubbish. Like, like it's complete like complete difference from what the time examples you have in my you still remember i don't want to go into the details please like like i said i'm not ready to but i'll see like a difference between you know what the bible says here and what and what these guys are doing and like so i now said arguing with more and more christians right mm-hmm. and like in school be very often. yeah in school and then like i'll show them like Oh, hey, look, you know, this is what the Bible says. This is what the guy saying. You'll really remit. You will know that this is the correct interpretation. They can see that this is in the Bible, but they cannot accept it because it's not what their senior pastor like, has approved. Hmm. Like, there's even a time when they called all, like, 17 heads in the chapel, and they were telling them that, oh, yeah, that they cannot preach anything that is not preached by a Yedipo. Like, that's just what? how close-minded things are, yeah. So, so at the time I was arguing with Christians, I was also arguing with atheists. Now, the thing is, obviously, not every atheist knows everything that's in the Bible. Right? Yeah. So, oftentimes, atheists do have some misconceptions about, like, whatever religion that they are critiquing. Yeah. So, I'll argue with an atheist, and I'll be like, oh, yeah, you, yeah, I get what you're saying, but if you read this, is actually what the Bible says, like, these guys are just like, you know, misinterpreted. And they will look at this, right? And they just change the argument or like, you know, because I mean, when it comes to it, it's really less about the Bible itself or more about, you know, general like theories on like, um, what's the word? Should I say any, no, not enigmas. Um, deities. Oh, yes, not, not deities, you know, where you have like, you know, like the paradoxes, yeah, and the paradoxes. Okay. So, so because of that, like the atheists were more logical and like more willing to change their stance when they were wrong than the Christians. So I said discuss with more and more atheists. Like I said to meet more and more atheists too. So like they give me like different arguments. Sorry, give me a moment. Can you give me a photo? So they give me different arguments and um, like obviously not all of them that I could take in immediately. But so I had like Christian arguments, and then I also had. So I was I was, I was looking at like the difference in 
in this thing, you know, the way Christians responded and the way atheists responded. So this kept on going on where a Christian would see that this is literally the truth, but for some reason, maybe it's possible that they held highly the narrative so they could not just accept it, which was fine. Me too, I'll see evidence in science. I tell you contradict religion, I'll me too. I somehow would not be willing to drop, you know, religion. Mm-hmm. So when it was a gradual process, so first of all, I came out about like, you know, the omnipotent, you know, paradox, right? And from that paradox, it made sense to me that they actually can't, if you bring it down to the base theoretical level and, and try to think about it, they actually can't be an omnipotent, like, being. It's just impossible, right? And then, like, when you look through the Bible, you, I could see that, the Bible actually just says God is all powerful. All powerful doesn't necessarily mean that like you're omnipotent. You get like you just mean you're really powerful. So at first, you know, just said to believe that okay, you know what, maybe God is not all powerful. And then I came to like, you know, the omnibenevolence and omnipotent paradox, you know, where the hell might think it's it's perfect so who would ask that, you know, if God is all good and he cannot be all powerful, if God is all powerful, then he cannot be all good. And if God is all good and all powerful, then where then does evil come from? Because it makes sense that like, you can't, like, Christians give the excuse that, oh, God gave us good and bad choices. And I'm like, if I'm, if I'm the beginning of the entire universe, right, I'm the most powerful being in the world, and I am all good, even if I give my beings that I create choices, they will only have good choices to make. Like, I can, no, I can in no way subtract myself from whatever evil like comes to this my creation or whatever choices they make so i was then like this state for a while where i'm like okay you know maybe god is not all good maybe god is not all powerful it was also the phase where i strongly believe that the bible was was not misogynistic but then like there was just you know too many examples i did this different always talking with that he just give me too many examples you know and then so i gradually came to realize how yeah you know the bible is misogynistic I realized, oh, you know, maybe there's, there's not all powerful God. You know, then, so like at some point, I was now with school, you know, hearing like more and more Christians disagree with exactly what was in the Bible. And so one day in church, again, we're supposed to go to this. It wasn't even church, it was like, I think Jesus alive or something. We're mm, supposed to go there. Dangerous times. And then, like, I like, we're doing some rubbish. And I don't know, it just dawned on me, and I'm like, wait, like, how am I different from these people? Like, these people are legit saying, because, I mean, if you're Christian, Bible's like, yeah, he has lived the Bible. So, they're trying to see for themselves, like, they're interpreting for themselves that, like, this is actually what the Bible says. But they just can't accept it because they are holding up to this higher Christian up there that they believe is, has to be correct and everything. I'm like, how am I different from these guys? I'm seeing all of these arguments. I'm seeing, like, clear difference, differences between, like, science and Christianity. So why the fuck do I believe that this religion is the correct religion? So at that point, I would say that I, I then became like, I'll say agnostic, but, but the better thing would be like this day. So like, I didn't believe in any religion at all, okay. right? Yeah. So but I believe that maybe there was some God out there. I don't believe that he's all powerful, right? And I also don't believe that he might be all good. So this day. So the reason why I, I still believe that there was a God was because for me, there was still one more argument that was left and that was, you know, where did we come from? So now the funny thing is, a friend of mine who was atheist at the time had given me this argument that like, you know, it was really no, this, the, sorry, this friend, argument. This friend wasn't in CEO mm-hmm. or outside CEO. 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. In wow. Mm. Yeah. Link us up later. Link us up, please. No problem. So during the infinite regression, um, you know, argument, yeah. I, I didn't get his point then because he never really explained it because he just stated the argument and he left it at that. So at this point, I was like, yeah, you know, where did we come from? Now that I still believe that, oh yeah, there was a God. So I then, I then went and, and again this day, I had to go to church. And I sat down, I didn't want to listen to the sermon. I was just thinking, I was now thinking. And then the argument just hit me then. And it's like, yeah, if we came from a creator, right? Then that means we're objects. And I'm saying that an object has to have a creator. But then a creator is an object, so a creator has to have a creator. So there's no way I can claim that, you know, we were created by this God and claim that this God is the first, right? So I kept doing that and I'm like, if I keep going this way, like I said, it just keeps going to an infinite regression. So you can like, yeah. I, I now like got the term correctly, right? So actually what, what he, my friend had just given me was that, oh yeah, that you can't claim an object as a creator and claim, so yeah, he just said that. So I, I now like picked it out and was doing that, doing that, doing that. So like, I now thought that this is an infinite regression. So obviously I'm like, why are we stopping at regression one? Why can't we go at regression 1000? Oh, we don't know where regression 1000 mm-hmm. stops. So that's to go to infinity. Now, why should I bother myself thinking all the way to go to infinity? when the one thing I'm sure of is this universe, I can just start here as my ground zero to get because any other thing is like an arbitrary value. Stopping at regression one is arbitrary. What what is stopping us at regression one that stops us at regression two. So like you get to so make sense that why not start at the observable universe where I am and from there, you know, follow it and let it take me to wherever I want to go to. And then as well, I thought about this quote where it's like, um, you know, the concept of God is literally just um, an illogical explanation for origin. It's, you know, leads us to just ask so much more questions and, you know, it stops us from finding the truth because that's just the reality. Why are we going for regression one? Like, why are we doing that? We same time creating an illogical description of what this God might be, where the boundaries of this God and stop, you know, and then you then mean that, okay, you know, if this God exists, if certain claims that they, are, they have the God, if they don't want claims that they have the God, and now and then arguing, okay, does this God want this or that, and all the meanwhile, we can't even communicate with this God, you get, so it just leads to more questions, and then when biology and then when real science comes into play that challenges this God, it then hinders us from finding the church, from exploring, from being curious. From doing science, so so yeah, that was just, just and that was just where it ended for me. I tried to stop at my observable universe and proceed from there. So now, what around what time was that? What just give me about the year? That was like 2018, 2017. Wow, it was 2017. Yeah, 2017. Wow, that that that's um, um, um. Wow, how how did you cope like? That's 2017, meaning you're right in the middle of your studies. How how did you cope yeah. after? You know, okay, I will, okay, before, okay, let me see. Who did you tell first that you don't believe anymore? Uh, 
Let's go back to Spain now, though. Okay. How did they take it? Well, are, they, are they Christians or they are atheists themselves? They were, some were Christians, some were atheists. They were just chill. I mean, it's not your business. It's me that you're like on fire. Uh, uh, whatever, now you sabi. That was all now. Exactly. You get so It wasn't. Uh, like I said, most, most of my friends are liberal. I wasn't with, um, um, you know, close minded people. Most of my friends now are religious anyway. So, yeah. Um, nice, nice, nice. So. Please, how did you survive the remaining years in that school as an atheist? I found community. I, I had, I had, I met more atheist people. I met, I got a roommate one time. He became atheist. Like we went through like so many arguments together. You know, he became atheist. Then um, he was always funny when Christian tried to come and preach. Yeah. And for some reason, people started calling me a strong atheist because. Most people just assume that, you know, someone becomes cases due to some tragedy, tragedy. But then, like, they come and I start giving them, like, philosophical arguments, like, yeah, you know, Christian rhetoric can't help them answer, so, you know, apologetic rhetoric. So they just leave it and run away. <laughs> so, so that was fun. You know, I enjoyed listening to sermons and trashing them, um, you know, showing your mentality. Mind. Yeah, in my mind. <laughs> really, and I, I was in the service unit too, so I had to pass wow. a lot of stuff. So yeah, but I mean, so I had community. I had I had community, and I had I was very focused on my schoolwork too, so it wasn't that bad. Yeah, yeah. Wait, wait. You know, there was a time when they started. Uh, I don't know which year they did now. Maybe you already left. When uh, what they call it to? They now linked uh, church church at uh, chapel attendance with um. Yeah, class they, did that. They, they did that in my year, but they didn't go. They didn't go through it because many people would have failed. So, As, uh, like what madness? Mad, <laughs> mad people in that school. How? When I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Church is now more important than school work. That is what <laughs> the meaning, and they want to be ten in ten mm-hmm. by twenty. This is twenty twenty two. Where the fuck are they now? Where the fuck well, are they yeah. now? I know you're anything. We're waiting for thirty first. The dragon will, will begin. Oh, well, I mean, I, I guess they really just use that to galvanize and they've done good, but they really should just, you know. The way they put the make mouth now, they, 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 they run. Man, they run. Yeah, guy, that's cool. Let's do that. Now, see. Me, the people, I feel for them as an alumni, but now that I see, you know, part of what makes me angry, what makes me angry was, going through that school all the nonsense for a bullshit like I was, I was just fucking furious the anger so that's part of what drives me mad today like that fucking school tortures children for bullshit for bullshit I love hypocritical people both students uh, council student leaders the, the, the management rubbish and they're performing uh, holier than thou Fucking hypocritical people. So you're an atheist now. Mm-hmm. You have escaped uh, Covenant University's uh, clause. Mm-hmm. Why you came out now and looking at Nigeria? How do you see uh, religion fucking us up? Do you see it religion as a problem in this country at all? Well, yeah, I mean, religion is a problem everywhere, but for now it's okay with the masses. So I, I just, I mean, what can you, what can you do? 
a specific to Nigeria? Do you like it's just like any other country, or do you see any specific difference? I feel that Nigeria's problems are multifaceted. So religion alone is, is just one thing in a myriad of issues. Yeah, yeah. So we have listened to your story, and um, somebody might might be in CU. You know, they might be reading the Bible. You know. They are school work, they might be in microbiology and come across uh, evolution or whatever, <laughs> you know, and seeing that how, it, how the whole Bible contradicts what they are studying in, in, the, in the class. But for some reason, they are holding on to God. Maybe so that they won't get expelled, but even possibly genuinely, they, they don't want to lose Jesus. Jesus, the author and finisher of their faith. What advice do you have for such a person? I'm uh, no advice to uh, find your way to. Inshallah, what about you, Mika? Do you just find your way to be honest? Yeah, 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 that makes sense. That makes sense. Community, community is very is very needed in situations like this uh, mm -hmm. because coming coming out in this oh, oh it is it is terrifying. So John, thank you for sharing your story now the to your to the best of your ability. Um, normally I'd have asked where we can find you, but you don't want to be found. So everybody face your work. Yeah. Face your work. Any other thing you want to add before we go? Yeah, not really. Yeah. All right. So, thank you for sharing your story with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed John's story. If you haven't subscribed, please subscribe. Apple, Spotify, Google, YouTube, and many other places that podcasts are available then please check out the show notes below for links that are relevant and useful to you. Then share the podcast, rate and review. Really appreciate that. Have a wonderful week and I will catch you on the next one.